Hey y'all, this is Courtney and Imani, and you're listening to the Soul Sisters Podcast. y'all this is episode five of the soul sisters podcast if you are listening in for the first time thank you for joining us and you are now officially a part of the ssp community so welcome and for those of you who tuned in for our first episode um thank you for the support all of this way we're in episode five it's gone by really fast how are you? How are I'm you? I'm doing well. I finally got the second piece to my sectional. Come on, sectional. Listen, y'all, I ordered this back in July and I just got it. And it's October. <laughs> so I'm all all is well. That really just made my entire weekend, to be completely honest. Aww. So I'm doing well. How about yourself? I am good. So y'all. Imani knows this, but I love, like, country chic things. Like, even sort of my, looking around my bedroom furniture is country chic in a way. And so I found this, like, floral shop that, like, has workshops and classes that you can make some of this, like, country chic stuff. So, like, wreaths for your door and, like, calligraphy stuff. And so I signed up and I figured... That that should be a new hobby of mine because I love that stuff. <laughs> That's good. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess I think the one thing about coming out of undergrad is, like, you have more free time. Yeah. And trying to do. figure out what you want to do, like, outside mm-hmm. of work. So, obviously, yes, like, we have this podcast mm-hmm. and um, serving in church. But outside of that, I really don't do too much of anything. Mm-hmm. But... As I've told you, I'm picking up a new hobby of baking. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. That's another thing. I'm taking yes. classes. Yeah, baking classes because yeah, I like so stuff. I made a homemade apple cinnamon cake from scratch. Come Turned on. Out from scratch. very well. So I think every week I'm just going to try a new baked good to cook. So that'll yes. be, or to bake. So that'll be my new hobby. We're on that same. We're on that same wave. I think of I'm gonna make homemade. Of course, I'm gonna we make. Are. <laughs> I'm gonna make homemade cinnamon rolls next weekend. Oh, I thought you were gonna say I'm. Um, I'm gonna make hummus. Oh, like you are not a hummus person, but we know this. Okay, we know this. Right. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> great. So we're finding new hobbies. We're finding stuff to do outside of work. This is great. This is progress. Progress this is wonderful. from yes. the couch, and this is us. Yes, <laughs> we got a couch. <laughs> She's watching. This is us. We're getting new hobbies. This is great. We're mm-hmm. we're doing this adulting thing. So, ah, uh, man, these past couple weeks on social media have been very interesting. I mean, every week yeah. is interesting in the world of social media. And recently, you know, obviously the Amber 
Geiger trial caught a lot of attention. And for those of you who don't know, um, she was convicted of murdering Botham John. She shot him and killed him in his own apartment. And she mistaked it for hers. Mm -hmm. And so um, the trial happened. There was a conviction. She was found guilty. She was sentenced to 10 years um, in jail. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that is taking social media by storm is the reaction of Botham John's younger brother, Brand. Mm-hmm. And he took the opportunity to publicly speak to Amber Geiger. And this is what was said. I'm sure a lot of y'all know what happened, but I wanted to give the exact quote so we can understand the magnitude and the depth of everything that took place. Mm-hmm. He said to her, I hope you go to God with all the guilt and all the bad things in your past. If you are truly sorry, I forgive you. And I know if you go to God and ask him that he will forgive you. I love you. I love you just like anyone else. I'm not going to say I hope you rot and die just like my brother did. But I personally want the best for you. I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best for you. The best for you is to give your life to Christ. I love you as a person and I don't wish anything bad on you. And after he said this, he proceeded to give her a hug. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was the first thing that happened. And then we have the judge, Judge Tammy, Tammy Kemp, was seen wiping tears from her eyes as Botham John's younger brother um, says all of this, and she even gives Amber Geiger a Bible and gives her a hug as well. Mm-hmm. And there are so many mixed reactions to everything mm. that took place. So some people, um, such as Senator Ted Cruz, he said, a beautiful power example of Christian love and forgiveness and even um, both them and Brant John's father had told CNN that he has no hatred towards Geiger and would even like to become her friend he then proceeded to say if you will not forgive neither will your father forgive you so there's people on one end of the spectrum that just feel like this is the perfect example of Christian love and just a perfect example of how to heal and how to forgive someone Then you have people on the other end of the spectrum. Um, And there's a lot of reactions uh, specifically coming from the black community where Mm -hmm. um, people are saying things like, I think black people are legitimately upset when we extend grace in the face of clear and blatant injustices, but we're never extended that same grace in the public mind. Um, And even reporter, is she a reporter for Jamel Hill? She yeah, still a reporter. Journalist, yeah, yeah, journalist. Maybe I should say. Um, she qu- tweeted how Botham John's brother ch- chooses to grieve is his business. He's entitled to that. But this judge choosing to hug this woman is unacceptable. So I believe we have two stances here. We have one people that um that love this act of forgiveness that um, have really just been taking it in and and saying that this is a great thing and and that this is what people should continue to do, especially if you are Christians. And then on the other hand, we have people coming from the black community or even those who um, are allies 
of the black community saying like, hey, why are black people always expected to show grace and, and show forgiveness when there are consistently injustice injustices and also um, saying that, hey, this act of forgiveness does not take place of justice. It does not mean that there should not be justice. It does not mean that we are forgetting everything that has ever happened in terms of like injustice and and civil rights and stuff like that mm-hmm. so um whew, that's a lot that's a lot to unpack yeah I'm curious to know Courtney what were your initial thoughts to everything like to both of John's brother to the judge and and everyone else's reactions <sighs> to I'm gonna I'm a break it down starting with his brother At first, I was like, if someone killed, murdered my younger sister, I, it would not, it would take a very long time for me to be able to, like, even look you in the face. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, I was actually blown away at the strength, at the strength that, that, that took to even do that, to mm-hmm. to look your your brother's killer in the face and say, I forgive you. I want nothing but the best for you. I love you. The strength it took, but also the level of faith mm-hmm. that you have to have to be able to do that and to hug your brother's killer, the person who took life from your brother. Crazy. Yeah. I uh, initially that was my thought and I also thought I was like ain't no way in the world if something happened to my sister that I just would just be like I forgive you like I uh, the level of faith God is working on me on that because I just could not yeah with go ahead I was just gonna say one thing to take into consideration this is it's been a year or over a year since all of this mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. So in terms of timing, just yeah. To put that and in even there. then, a a year is not a lot of time. It's not. Like it's not. Oof. So that was the first initial the initial reaction to um his brother to the judge. I was like, up until probably ten minutes ago, until I watched this video, I was like, uh. There has to be a certain level of professionalism when you're representing the law. And like, I automatically thought she could have done that in private. She could have given her, she could have went back into the jail, the holding cell and given her the Bible. She could have even had Amber escorted to her chambers and they could have had that private conversation um, and not done it in, in the face of the public. Mm-hmm. That was my initial thought. But then you sent me the video and I watched it 10 minutes ago. And she said, my legal duties were done. I had did everything that I needed to do as a judge on the legal end. Mm-hmm. But now, but after that, it was basically her being a believer, her being a person that Mm -hmm. she chose to give that went back to her chambers, gave her her Bible because Amber said she didn't have one. She didn't know where to start on forgiveness. She didn't even, she even asked the judge, would God forgive her? Mm -hmm. 
And so I think after that, my, my viewpoint shifted from, eh, she could have done this privately to being an example of what a, for one, someone in authority, their, their power, but also the power they have as being a, a believer mm-hmm. and the waves they can make in the, in the, in the, the world they can shake up because that's a tough position to be in. Like, you have to put someone in jail, but also, hey, I got to save a soul because she may try to kill herself in prison. Mm-hmm. Or I got to be there to just tell her that God forgives. Mm-hmm. And it's so like God is going to, he still has a, a like a plan for you, whatever. And I think that's where a lot of times it's not shown. Um, you can be an authority, but you can also reign as a believer you can do what you need to do job wise but of like you have to be um a representation of christ yeah regardless so that was and then everyone else everyone else um like twitter you know twitter just twitter's twitter people get really emotional and they tweet their feelings rightfully so um but you know twitter's twitter i just keeping that that. (laughs) yeah what were your initial thoughts yeah well i just wanted to say um the video that courtney is referencing judge kemp she did an interview on tamron hall's yeah show Mm -hmm. so that's the video that we're referencing which um all of you can check out for me when i first saw brant john and everything that he said i cried because i was just like that's only but only God. Only yeah. someone that has the love of Christ within them can do something like that. Yeah. And his family didn't even know he was going to do it, mm-hmm. right? He had to know like the world was watching him, mm-hmm. right? And and for someone to demonstrate the love of God, it really it blessed me in the it, public eye like in that. In the public eye uh, and doing it unapologetically. Like one thing that I love, I love believers. I love seeing believers be believers unapologetically. I love Mm -hmm. it. So that really blessed me in terms of judge Kemp. I'm going to be very honest. I was not thinking of like, Oh, separation of church and state. I was not thinking that I was Mm -hmm. not thinking, Oh, well, she's a judge. Like she probably shouldn't have done that. The first thing that I thought about was, Oh, she had to do what God let her to do, and I could, mm. I could just, t- I could just tell mm. that that was what it was when I saw it. Um, and I think for me, it's kind of like you know, ministry takes place outside of church. Like you don't Absolutely. have to be in a pulpit to um, minister to someone. That's yeah. there's this thing called marketplace ministry where we minister on the job, where we minister in the workplace. And that was a prime example of what Judge mm-hmm. Kim do. And one thing that the judge said during her interview was, I didn't want to lose Amber Geiger. Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. And the thing is, that's when us as believers, we have to be very careful with our actions and our words mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that can determine whether someone, you know, turns to Christ or starts Absolutely. to learn about them or they Absolutely. don't. So I very much so knew that Judge Kent was doing what God had God's led her work. to do. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that she did it 
while she was still in her work environment, I Mm -hmm. loved it, which just goes to show that you're going to have to do things as believers that are uncomfortable. Yeah. In the face of public scrutiny. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to have to, and you're going to be let, even though as believers, we know we're doing the right thing. You're still going to be persecuted. I mean, look at Jesus, Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) like, and Jesus tells us this Mm -hmm. in terms of everyone else. It's very interesting because I've never seen an act of forgiveness cause so much controversy, which yeah. is so mind blowing because mm-hmm. that's not what happens when God forgives us. Correct. Like in my head, I don't see angels asking him, why do you keep forgiving these people? I just don't. Ooh, Maybe I just yeah. don't. Um, and I'm I am more taken aback by responses from people that I follow on social media or know in real life that say that they're Christians and they're followers of Christ, but they somehow find a way to undermine that act of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. If you're not a believer, I, I, I'm not surprised of how you would react. That does not phase me. It's when you call yourself a believer and a follower of Christ and you find excuses as to why she should not be forgiven or why this forgiveness should not be taking place publicly when all Jesus did was publicly forgive people Mm -hmm. and publicly heal people you know Mm -hmm. in some instances it was private but it's just like it's just so interesting to me and and it really just it really just breaks my heart because it's like, do we pick and choose when we follow biblical principles? Do we pick and choose when we act like a Christian? When That's that good. was the perfect time to do it. I mean, the mm-hmm. the world was watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you don't know how many people watched that and was like, wow, God can forgive me too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my, my take on it. That's and good. Another question I have about this before we move on. If you if y'all didn't know, we're we're gonna talk about forgiveness today. This is <laughs> this is the topic at hand. But before we move on to our own personal experiences, Courtney, do you think the message of the importance of forgiveness has been highlighted with what um, both of John's younger brother did, or has it been undermined with other people's re- um, reactions? It's definitely been undermined. Like. I mean, there's been so many tweets. I even saw a meme. It was like, if I got killed, this is how my siblings should react. And it was like someone in a courtroom jumping on, um, like, the killer. So, like, mm-hmm. there have been memes and every, And it's like, okay, yeah. But no no one recognized that he, he exercised one of the most powerful forces that we had in a, in a position where he absolutely could have not could not have he could have been like okay you going to jail mm-hmm. whatever but he he did something that was ex- so powerful and everyone took it as like a oh it couldn't have been me it couldn't have been me i wouldn't have never done that kind of thing mm-hmm. and it completely undermined what took place mm-hmm. it completely o- o- undermined that one knowing that his brother forgave him the judge's act of kindness, it really could have said, it probably did save Amber's life. It's, yeah. It, I, I honestly, absolutely, I yes, I absolutely think that. I agree. And p- 
People can say, well, she deserves to die because she killed the blah, 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 whatever. There's plenty of things we probably, we have done in our lives. We, we, we probably should be dead for okay, like, we should, uh, like wages of sin is death. Like let's period. Just, let's just like, it is what it is. <laughs> plenty of things. God should have been like, yeah, I'm gonna let her down on that one because she was doing too much. But no, like, I think it was just completely undermined. The emotions were way too high on social media that day and continue to be. And like, no one understands that forgiveness in that, in, in a public eye, honestly, what you said could make everyone else, like other people be like, oh, if, if, if God can forgive her, he can forgive me for this. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm, and I'm so sure of that. So I just think it was completely undermined. No one talked about, and even when you said Jamil, Jamil Hill's statement was like, however he chooses to grieve is his business. And I just feel like that's so like unempathetic. Like however he decides to do what he want to do and mm-hmm. how he wants to grieve instead of like he forgave not he was like if i guess grieving could be a part a part of that but he literally sat there and said i love you i forgive you and i want nothing but the best for you yeah and how it just was like like whatever it just was so undermined the whole thing was undermined yeah completely so yeah what about you i I agree with you and i even watched some of the trial where and i heard amber geiger said i have asked god to forgive me when she said that i really just had to take a step back and was like oh okay all right this girl she she's um i feel like she's really being tormented with Mm -hmm. what she did oh absolutely and um, yeah, Courtney, I agree. I believe it's been completely undermined. The act of forgiveness has been completely undermined by conversations about race and inequality in the justice mm-hmm. system when it comes oh, that's to yeah. blacks, which there is a lot of inequality, right? There's There's mm-hmm. been centuries and centuries of just um, racism and systematic oppression, all of that. However, I'm just going to be very honest with y'all. When I respond to this question, I'm responding as a a believer, not as a black woman. And Mm. so um, I believe that race and racial tensions and racial divides is something that the enemy capitalizes off of. Because anything to cause division between God's people or to cause controversy, he's going to use. And it's a strategy that has been used for centuries. Um, and I, majority of this conversation or the reactions is not talking about how he forgave and the power Mm -hmm. of forgiveness and how God Mm -hmm. can forgive everyone. The reaction is, it's about the racial inequality. Absolutely. And the message of forgiveness gets lost. And I get it. There is a lot of progress that has to be made when it comes to racial inequality and how there is injustice within our justice system. Mm -hmm. However, for me as a Christian, my faith will always take precedent over my race. Don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong. I love being black, right? But when it comes to kingdom, there's no such thing as race, right? Mm -hmm. Race is even like a social concept. God cares about one race and that's the human race. 
right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I could never, on Judgment Day, you think I want God to ask me why I didn't think this person deserved forgiveness because they're white and for centuries, black people haven't been given the same sort of um, treatment or that hasn't been reciprocated. You think God's going to like that answer? Nah. So (laughs) in in that case, I say all that to say I will never criticize anyone who is forgiving or has been forgiven. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I really hate that that message of forgiveness has been lost. I really do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it seems as though, although um, both of John's brother was able to forgive, a lot of people can't forgive Amber Geiger and I don't even know if it's other people's place to say they can't Mm -hmm. forgive her but in terms of having a hard time forgiving other people why do you think it's hard for people to forgive people want to feel people want to hurt like people want to hurt people want to feel they want to be in those feelings they want to stay mad and I think the biggest thing One of the biggest things, at least, like they're looking for apologies they may never get. Mm. And when they don't get these apologies, they're not going to forgive because you haven't even apologized for what you've done. So it's like, I can stay mad. I'm going to continue to hurt. I'm going to continue to feel. And until I get that apology and even sometimes if you can, they'll get the apology, but they still want to feel. I think it's like also like a I would never do this to you. So how could you do this to me kind of thing? Um, and that hurts deep for knowing, like, I would never do this to you, but you did it to me. And it's like, why would you, and how could you, and that, like the reason and the reasons playing your head. And it's just, it's, it's a, when you're hurt, it's just a, it's a hard and tough place to be in. Um, so I think those are some of the reasons why people have a hard time to forgiving. Mm -hmm. What about you? Same with you. Um, I would say my answers are one, it's because you're hurt. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you're hurt and you don't like the fact that you're hurt. hurt it's one thing right. to be hurt and you're the one that caused it. But when someone else caused mm-hmm. it, it's like, dang, did you really have to do that? So I would say that's the first thing. And I think the yeah. second thing, many times, not all the time, but many times when you are trying to forgive someone, That person does not understand the magnitude of Mm -hmm. the pain that they have caused, or they may not take full accountability Mm -hmm. for their actions. And though that can make it very hard for you to forgive someone because you want someone to understand exactly everything that they have done and how Mm -hmm. it has impacted you. But Mm -hmm. a lot of times they're not going to understand. Yeah. And I think for us, we're waiting for the person to get it. Like, why Mm -hmm. can't you just get what you did and how it affected me? Mm -hmm. And we're waiting on them to understand. But that's only that's just delaying the forgiveness process. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. Have you struggled to forgive someone? Mm, Absolutely. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I have struggled and, and why I struggled. I feel deeply. I'm a very emotional person. Like I am probably one of the most emotional per- people I know. Like I'm just, I'm emotional. 
I feel deeply, I love deeply, and I hurt deeply. So like, it may take me, if you do something to me, it may take me, depending on the level, it may take me a while to get over it um, and to like forgive. Um, and I just struggled with it because it's like, dang, like, how could you do this? And how could you do that? I would never do that to you. And um, like, you don't care, blah, 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 blah. And so like, because I have all these things in my head, like, you don't care. You, I would never do this to to you, blah, 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 blah. It's like, it, it keeps me in a cycle of hurt. Even when I'm like, okay, I think I'm good. It's like something can come up to mind. It's like, dang, dang, this hurts more than I thought it did. Um, so yeah. And then also I think a part of the struggling part for me was I would say, um, like I'm good. It's okay. It's cool. I think in my head trying to convince myself, yeah, I've forgiven this person and I had it and I had it. And so this is, and it's like, it keeps me in a cycle. And so as soon as I think I'm good and it may be like, they do something else. So it triggers the other thing that I'm really, really hurt about, but because you did something else, now I'm, I'm just even more hurt than I was originally even supposed to be because I'm, I still haven't forgiven you about that one thing. So, and even me, me playing myself and playing the other person, like, yeah, I'll forgive you. And they're like, they're, you know, going on and moving on. And like, they're like, okay, she's forgiving me. She's moving on. But knowing me, I'm like, no, I actually haven't. And I'm actually really upset. And I keep lying to that person and to myself, like, I'm good. And I'm, and I know that I'm not good. I'm trying to convince myself that I'm good. Trying to tell myself, like, it's cool. It's you good. Like, don't worry about it. Forgive them, move on. And then it's like, no, nah, like you're still hurt. So yeah, I've struggled with that. I've struggled with that. It, like recently just struggled, um, with forgiveness. So yeah. How about you? Yes. Um, I struggled and still do in some ways to forgive my mom. Mm -hmm. She's been an alcoholic for the past 10 years, which has caused a strain in our relationship. And she's, she's done so much to hurt me. Um, my sister and even my father and her alcoholism played a part in, in the reason as to why they decided to get a divorce after 16 years of marriage. And for the longest, like she never acknowledged the pain that she mm. caused. And there's there's three reasons why it's been a struggle for me to forgive her and continue and continuing to have to forgive her. Um, one, there's a lack of acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. So for the longest, she did not acknowledge everything that she did. Two, she doesn't know everything that she's done, which may sound weird, but um, obviously when you drink too much, that impairs your memory. So a lot of the things that my mom has done to hurt me, it happened when she was drunk, which means that she does not remember, which is so frustrating for me 
because the things that she did literally almost uh, it almost led to me dying literally like um, one day she left a pot of peanut oil on the stove and she was passed out drunk now I know it was the Holy Spirit that told me to wake up and the house was full of smoke and I know if I had not woken up because I was taking a nap I probably would not be alive today but my mom does not remember that there have been instances where my mom has um, called me the B word and, and called me a hoe to my face and she doesn't remember. So it's kind of hard because it's like you want to tell this person like, hey, this is what you did, but they don't even remember. So that's been a struggle. And lastly, I have to continuously forgive her because she's still an alcoholic and she continuously does things that disappoints me so it's like it's continuous <laughs> and I think it may be this way until she takes the proper steps to get better so it's it's been a struggle for me with that that is the only person in my life that I struggle to forgive and I think it's because that's that's the woman that brought me into this world and she wasn't always like that she started drinking bad when I was 13 so for a long time you know she was a great mom but recently all I just know her as is an alcoholic and the person that it's turned her into. Thank you for sharing, Sissy. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I, let's say I knew this episode was was going to maybe probably be, be a little bit difficult for me. So I got my tissue next to me, but it's okay. We're going to get through. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how were you able to forgive that person? that you had a hard time forgiving I'm not gonna lie like it took a long time and I'm talking about like days or weeks like it took months um prayer and honestly in the and what prayer looks like in that it's like god this person did this to me and I'm mad mm-hmm. like I am hurt I am mad I just want to scream I'm so hurt when you allow it. And then also I allowed myself to like feel, I allowed myself to just sit in the hurt to like, you're going to feel it one last time. And then that's it. And in that time I was, I was venting to God. I was praying. Um, and I really, I really had to think back. I was like, dang, I really told them I had forgiven them. And I'm like, I lied completely. And, and I did not forgive them. And in this time, um, I think I was watching diary of a mad black woman. Stay with me here. Oh, and gosh. <laughs> <laughs> stay with me here. <laughs> stay with me. And in the scene where Kimberly Elise throws her husband in the tub, 
I was, I was like, girl, I feel your pain. Like this was like probably the same day I was just allowing myself to feel. And I was like, I feel your pain. Like I am mad. Like I am that mad. And then literally a couple scenes later, Cicely Tyson with her amazing self goes on and saying like, if you don't forgive, you are letting the person who you're not forgiving have power over you because everything that you're doing, your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings are being controlled by that person, by what they did to you. And you have to forgive them for you, for your healing, for your peace of mind, for your sanity. You have to forgive them for you and not exactly for them because they're not worried about what they did. They're, they, they've already, especially if they've already apologized, they're not concerned. They're like, okay, I already apologized. So there's nothing else for me to say. And they're, they're sleeping well at night when you're not, when you're thinking about what happened or what's going on, like you're the one that's hurting. So it, for me, I had to really like allow myself to feel, I had to pray. Um, and it was up to me to forgive. It was up to me to make, it was, I had to make the conscious decision to like, I forgive this person. Like they did this, but it's okay now. I've got out all my feelings. I've told God about it. I've prayed about it. And for real this time, I forgive this person. And it sucked. It was hard. I don't want to. Because of course, I'm an emotional person. I just wanted to be mad. I just wanted to be mad. But it had no... It, it didn't no good for... It wasn't good for me. Like, it affected my mental health. It affected my emotions. It affected... Um, how I reacted to, to other things this person may say or do um, that weren't even like bad things. But because I was still hurt by this one thing, any little thing could trigger me being upset because now you've said something that hurts my feelings just a tad bit. But on top of the big thing that you've done that I'm not completely over, it's just it just so many emotions. So I really had to do those things. So pray let myself feel and make the conscious decision to forgive and to really forgive and to continuously forgive um, this person. Cause a lot of the time when I would think I would have would forgive, but it'd be like actually didn't. Cause a lot of the times like, you know, things pop up back in your mind or whatever, and you get mad all over again. But even now being in control of my thoughts, like I've forgiven this person. So I don't even know there's no need for me to be upset to be mad, to be like nothing. Like I have forgiven this person. So it's like a conscious decision and a continuous thing of like, Hey, you forgiven. Like how to remind myself, like you forgiven them, like chill, like, like it's cool. Like you good. So yeah, those are my things and how I was able to forgive. That's good. What about you? Whew. So <laughs> A year ago, I finally received a heartfelt apology from my mom. Mm -hmm. But even when you get an apology, like that still doesn't take the pain away. Yeah. So there was there was three things I had to do. First, I had to set realistic expectations mm. and continuously tell myself, like, Imani, your mom is an alcoholic. <laughs> so she's going to act as such which means like she's 
She's not always going to be dependable. She's not always going to be able to be your mom. And um, my poor daddy, he, he tried to tell me over and over and over again. And I think for him, it was like, a, she's just going to have to learn. Like, she's just going to have to learn. So that was the hardest thing. Because it's been so long, 10 years. And um, after setting realistic expectations that limits the, the chances of me being disappointment. Because mm. now I know what to expect mm-hmm. and what not to expect from you. The second thing is I had to realize that the addiction has or i'll say it this way who my mom is 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 something that the addiction has turned her into like it's not my mom it's not who i know as mom before i was 12 years old um and because she is battling a disease she's going to act in ways that are not like her Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to look at her as someone who is fighting <laughs> for her life and not just as my mom. Mm. And uh, the last thing I had to do, I really had to ask God to give me his vision. I had to ask him to help me see her in our relationship for what it really is and the way that he sees it. And he said, like, you know, the enemy likes to pin you and your mom against each other. Like, the enemy knows that you two are, like, a a tough spot for each other. Like, it's hard for my mom to talk about her relationship with me. And it's hard for me to just fathom that this is how my relationship is with my mom. And quite honestly, um... That's a lot of, that's one part of my life that's just really hard to talk about because it's my mom. And so, um, one day God was like, you know, regardless of how you feel about your mom and and the things that she's done for you, it's, it's your prayers that are keeping her alive. And so for me... It's easier for me to understand someone when I see where they're at spiritually. Mm. Like when I see where they are in the natural, it's kind of like, ugh, here you go. But when God can give me his vision and tell me like, hey, this is what's going on with them spiritually because he knows I care about people's soul. That makes it easier for me to understand that person. So now, honestly, I'm everything that she has done to me is wrong and it has hurt but it's not even I right now I'm in a place where like it's not even me it's not even about me being mad at my mom it's like I just care about her soul it's so knowing that I play an important part when it comes to interceding on her behalf. And I I do believe that a lot of times that is what has kept her alive up to this point. 
that's just what I have to think about because I just want to see my mom get better. And um, I just want to see her live out her God-given purpose. And I just want to see her do what God has created her to do. So everything she has done to me is now like, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but it doesn't. That doesn't prevent me from loving her. It doesn't prevent me from for praying for her. And there has even been times where I have ministered to her. And that's nothing but God. Um, nothing but God. Oh, I'm so sorry, y'all. I did not think that this was gonna happen. I didn't I knew tears would come, but I didn't think they were gonna come out like this. But those are the three things that I had to do. Because at the end of the day, her soul and her life is on the line. And I just mm-hmm. I just pray. Like anytime I get a phone call from someone back at home, I honestly have a fear that someone's telling me that she's no longer here. Mm-hmm. Um, so now my my for my hurt and pain has turned into like um I don't want to say a burden but yeah I kind of do feel burdened in a way because or my heart is heavy that's what I say it Mm -hmm. those feelings I'm now feel heavy because I just want to see my mom um live the life that God has for her has planned Mm -hmm. for her and not what she currently lives right now so that's what I did Mm -hmm. In order to forgive her. That's good. I'm sorry. Did I just make this? <laughs> I know this was <laughs> unexpected. I apologize. And... No, it's okay. Man, no, I'm not apologizing for how I feel. But this, exactly. is, this is unexpected. So, um, <sighs> last question. I know that was a lot. That was a lot. And now you wasn't expecting me to cry. Because I don't cry much. That's probably, that's why she's taking, not not to say I don't cry much. I don't cry that much in front of Courtney. So that's probably why crier. she's taking, she's taking her back right now. Yeah, I'm the crier. Whoa. Oh. And I hate when you cry. Because it makes me cry. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Because with you, it's probably like, dang, Monty crying? Oh, it's gotta be something. <laughs> Go away. It's all good. It's all good. So, Courtney, what, what advice would you give someone who is struggling to forgive other people? Uh, give it to God. God, honestly, and vent. Venting to God is honestly the best thing you can do because you can vent to whoever hurt you and they may not care. They may not understand or whatever, but God will always understand. He will always be there. He will always be there to comfort you. And so that's one or two, um, ask God to help you forgive, to have a heart of forgiveness, um, which is not always the easiest thing to pray for because people are people and you want to feel and like all those good things. Um, remember forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness isn't really a feeling. It Mm, really, that's good. It's not a feeling. It's like, I choose to forgive you because X, Y, and Z. Um, So keeping that in the back of your mind that 
it's a choice. And regardless, if you make the choice as soon as it happens or a week after or even a month or whatever, it's a choice. And it's a continuous choice that you have to make for yourself and for your own peace of mind. Um, and this is a good thing, a good one. And this sort of falls into the Bible verse of the day. Remind yourself that you're forgiven. And that's enough in itself. Like sometimes I can really carry the weight of what someone does or had did to me. And it's like, hmm, what if God carried around all the weight of what I did to him or how I didn't appreciate him or I, how mm-hmm. I didn't love him or take the time to spend time with him? Like what? Um, and, and then uh, that plus my sin, if he carried around all that weight and didn't forgive me, like how would I feel about that? And also how would that make God feel? So reminding myself that reminding yourself that you're forgiving and healing is all in your hands. Like your healing is your responsibility. It's really no one else's responsibility for you to heal. You can't even go back to the person that did the thing to heal you. You can't, you can't depend on them to understand, to care, to want you to help figure it out and undo the damage. Like it's your responsibility. So in this forgiveness part, you have to understand that it's it's your responsibility to heal, to get through those emotions, to get past those emotions, to be able to look that person in the eye and say, I forgive you. And also, even if you don't look that person in the eye, they never they may never know you forgive them, may never know. But as long as you know that in your heart that you have forgiven that person, it's all good. So those are my things. Give it to God, vent, ask God to help you forgive. Remember, forgiveness is a choice. Remind yourself that you're forgiven and that understanding that healing is all your responsibility. Mm-hmm. What about you? You took all mine for real, for real. Oh. I'm just to be honest. It's okay. Um, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not even going to sit up here and be like, oh, here are 10 steps to forget. No. Yeah, not even. No. Like, I tried to Google that once. I, I did. I dislike when people do things like that because it's just like people. <laughs> I are was different. really struggling. It's a process. <laughs> like, and then when you t- when you give someone ten steps, they feel like they have to go down. Like, yeah, list uh, number by number and figure out what to do. But I mean, listen, forgiveness is not easy. Like, let's just it's throw not. It out there. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. It, it's difficult. You're gonna feel things that you don't mm-hmm. even want to feel. You're gonna feel things and you don't even know why you're feeling that yeah. way. Which goes to show, like, I feel like it's important to get to the root issue of your pain. Yeah, because a absolutely. lot of times we just deal with the symptoms of it. We don't deal mm-hmm. with what caused it. That's I would say that's good. the most important thing. Um, just like Courtney said, like, ask God to help you forgive because forgiveness is a gift from God. So yeah. the giver is going to help you use that gift and be a good steward over that gift. That's good. And lastly, just like Courtney said, just remember all the times that God forgave you. Um, we have disappointed him so much mm-hmm. and we are not deserving of the things that he has done for us for how he has blessed us but he still forgives and the thing about god is like he wants to quickly forgive us 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the Bible even talks about that. And he even says, like, you know, he remembers our sins no more. But he's willing to forgive and he's slow to anger, which just goes to show, like, how great of a God he is. Um, mm-hmm. But you just remembering all the times that God forgave you because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And mm-hmm. I think that that will put things into perspective on how, one, we do have the ability to forgive yeah. and how we should use that ability. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm. This, this has been great. Yeah, this, I, I, I mean, I had a <laughs> feeling these emotions would come out for me before we started recording, yeah. but I did not know that was going to happen, but. I think I yeah. needed that. I needed Same. to get it out. Same. That was good. So y'all know the drill. Bible verse of the week. Matthew six fifteen. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. And this is just what we talked about. God forgives us on the daily. There's, there's probably like a billion things he needs to forgive me for within a day of things I've said, I thought, whatever. And if I don't do what he's commanded me to do, which is to forgive, how can I expect him to be so easily willing to forgive me? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just what it is. He commands us to forgive as he has forgiven us. Yes. So yeah, that's the Bible verse of the week. All right. Well, I'm going to um, go ahead and wrap us up in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for being such a gracious God. Thank you for being such a merciful God. Thank you for sending your son to be the ultimate sacrifice. And Jesus, we thank you for giving your life so that we have salvation and so that we all of our sins have been forgiven. Heavenly Father, I want to pray for everyone who... Um, is undergoing a healing process i pray heavenly father that you comfort them for the things that that are hurting them for the things that are causing pain i pray Mm -hmm. that you just shower them with your love let them feel an overflow of your love heavenly father so that they are able to heal be healed so they can walk in the freedom that you have granted to us i also pray heavenly father that you help us use that gift of forgiveness just as yes, you Jesus. have forgiven us so many times, I pray, Father, that you help us forgive others. God, I mm-hmm. pray that you give us your vision to see people and to see situations the way that you see them. I pray, yes, Heavenly Father, that you just give us wisdom when it comes to relationships and the people that we do need to forgive. But more than anything, God, just help us Help us learn how to forgive. Help us learn how to treat people and love people the way that you have treated and loved us despite us doing wrong towards you. But God, we thank you. We thank you for being such a faithful father and such a forgiving father who is quick to forgive and you still love your children. And for that, we give you all the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, that is the end of episode five. If you have any topic suggestions, please fill out our form in our link tree bio. And we want to know what y'all think of this week's episode. Like we really want to know. So 
DM us, tweet us, email us. Um, we also want to implement listener letters. We haven't received any yet, but we want to. So if you want to tell us about what you think or like how the SSP community um, or like the podcast has just impacted your life or whatever you want to tell us, submit by emailing us at the soul sisters podcast at gmail.com. And until next time, y'all be blessed. Bye. Bye.